The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan if you like games that don't matter because spring training's going on for way too long. We're a week four, I think, of spring training. It feels like we've been doing this for four months. It feels four like months. It feels like quarantine. Like if I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because we're this is gonna be the first time since twenty nineteen that we can actually go to games. I don't know if it's just been it's been quiet, hasn't been a lot of news, but it's just going way slower than usual and I can't really wrap my head around why. Well, I think for a few reasons. One is we haven't had huge injuries, which is a blessing. Um Normally, like, it's filled with huge, you know, a, a lot of that. I think normally, as individuals, we go to spring training. So there's, like, that kind of, you know, break up. Normally, we'd be going, like, last weekend is, like, when we would have normally gone. So it's like, all right, breaks it up. Got, I went, I saw the boys. Now I can just get things out of my life that I need to to, like, be ready for the season. But now, I mean, this is the August of spring training. We are in the dog days trying to put together even a show to talk about today is terrible. So I actually – here's what I'm going to do because the show – we don't want this to be boring and I have a segment at the end that I'd like to discuss. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to eyedropper in some uh, THC tincture and start cracking vodka sodas. (laughs) So by the 45-minute mark of this show – we're gonna be fucking cruising, Nick. We're gonna you gotta make cruising. it interesting when there's not a lot of interesting stuff going on. But yeah, I was staring at the Google Doc last night. For those that don't know, we have a shared Google Doc where we put topics on for this show, and I was I was struggling to come up with stuff because there's just been very little news. They've won. I didn't even realize this. Do you know they've won eight spring training games in a row? I had no idea. I feel like we've lose every game. Every time I see their record, yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought we were like two and ten. Because also it's like, how many did the Yankees win? How many did the Rail Riders win? How many did, uh, I don't know, not the Trenton Thunder, whatever we are now, win? Exactly. And part of it for me is the few times that the games are televised, they have a road game and it's on a Saturday or Sunday. It's like Voight makes the trip, Clint makes the trip, and that's it. And there's no other starters. I don't want to watch Wade and Talkman. I feel like the pitchers have been making more trips, and it's because of like – you know, the regional, like, we're not playing the Mets. We're not, you don't have to go across, you know, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll drive an hour, whatever. Like, I mean, Cole pitched on the road today. Yeah, you know, Cole's th- been pitching on the road. Cole's been pitching on the road mainly. Uh, Sunday, you know, who looked really good was Domingo Herman. Uh, one of the few, one of the few battles here that's still up in the air is that fifth starter spot. He went four shutout against the Phillies. He has thrown nine shutout across spring training, hasn't allowed a run. To me, this quote unquote competition between Davey and Herman, it's not a competition. To me, Herman has won this job and is going to be the fifth starter. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. I mean, Herman is, Domingo Herman 
is one like an open hand slap away from this easily being his job. Like that's the only reason it's even in question is because people are uncomfortable with him on the field, off the field, which is totally fair. It's a totally fair thing. It's, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't even watch the game because it's like spring training, you're like, fuck, I'm not watching this. I have anything else to do. Um, you see the line for a pitcher. And so if it was Cole with, you know, Domingo's with Herman's line on Sunday, you'd be like, nice. Kluber, nice. Tyone, nice. You know, Montgomery, nice. Herman, <laughs> it's a yeah. tough situation. I mean, and it's not just like, oh, it's a tough situation because we kind of like, we talk about it on the internet, which will stay here for forever. But like, it's just like, it's an uncomfortable situation that the team's in, that the fans are in. But my thing has been at this point, based on the information that I have, I'm trusting the New York City Police Department, trusting Major League Baseball. These are the organizations I trust the least for everything else. What am I doing? What am I doing? The Church. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, the Pope. I trust the Pope a lot. Bernie Madoff. Enron. These are the people I trust to make a decision. Like, listen, the, the toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube. We're too far into spring training for them to be like, ah, you know what? Unless they're trying to shop him. Great. If you're going to trade him, this would be a great time. But that's a great point. Look, this happened in September of 2019. It's going to be 18 months since this happened. If they wanted to move on, they would have done it by now. Clearly, they're okay with him. They're going to keep him, and he's he's going to be in the rotation. And when you talk about Davey and the competition with Davey, I like Davey. I have nothing against him, but he just seems like one of these pitching prospects that's very overrated by our fan base. He had a five ERA last year, and people are comparing him to Pedro Martinez. Like, what are what are we doing with him? He, he's an okay starter. Maybe he'll be a good five. Well, that's a simple one. That's because we had games <laughs> televised on TBS last year with Pedro Martinez, and everyone just go, "Oh, well, look at that." They're short. They're Spanish. They've met one it. time. They're short and they're Spanish. That's it. And I think they met one time. So, okay. you know, Todd, did you know Todd Frazier one time met Derek Jeter? Stood next to him. I did. It's yeah. those two and it's Jordan Montgomery and Andy Pettit that I can't, I can't listen to those three yeah. storylines anymore. And yeah. Mike Ford in Princeton, I guess is the fourth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think Garcia like could be good. But I don't think, like, yes, he pitched in the major leagues last year. Do I want to give him the ball every fifth day right now? Not when I have other options. Uh, when Sevy comes back, like, there's also, there's going to be injuries. Guys are going to have to miss time. Tyone cannot pitch a full season. Like, 120, 150 innings. That's all we're getting out of him. So Garcia can really, like, he can cut his teeth on picking up those scraps of Tyone starts. And be a, a contributor and put himself in a position to win. Like, not everybody gets to start a job being the CEO, being the VP of sales or whatever it is. Sometimes you gotta be an intern. Sometimes you gotta get coffee. Sometimes you gotta pitch, you gotta pitch in the fourth inning of a six nothing game. Whether exactly. we're winning or losing, sometimes you gotta pitch that. And they're going to use, you know, they're going to use eight or nine starters throughout the year. Obviously, Davey's going to get his 10, 15, maybe even 20 starts. But when you're talking about the top five guys coming out of the gate, to me, it's clear. And it's Herman. I didn't realize Herman's going to be 29 in August. He seems, he seems so much younger. I don't know if he's been around for a while, but I, I was kind of surprised when I looked at his age. Everybody's old on the Yankees, and I'm fine with that now. We did the baby bombers thing, and I have no rings. Give me Scott Brocious. Scott Brocious was 53 years old <laughs> in 1998. <laughs> you know? I mean, look at Wade Boggs on that horse. That's a 47-year-old man. Yes. I need, old. I need some players with crow's feet. Yeah, the, well, I'm done with the baby bombers thing too. Cole, he's only 30. He seems a lot older than 30 just because of the way he acts, how mature he is, how much of a leader he is. He threw Tuesday. Um, 3.2 innings. He threw 61 pitches, touched 100 miles an hour. I'm ready to go. He let up two homers, but neither of us could care less. He's touching 100. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I just – maybe I've put too much faith in Cole, but 
any home run that he gives up in spring training, anything that goes wrong, before October 1st, he was just working on something. Yeah. He's just working on stuff. That's all. He's a mad genius. Tinkering with the windup, maybe something with the grip. Yeah. Pine tar, anything. Anything. He's just working on stuff. That's all he's doing. Anyone else gives up a home run, they fucking stink. Him <laughs> working things out. Because he's a professional. That's what professionals do. But I yeah, mean, he threw today. It's Tuesday. He threw today. He will throw, I would think, this Sunday. Uh, what's this Sunday? The 21st. And then maybe one more time, like Friday, the 26th of March. And then it's go time. So you got to think two more outings. Through 61 today, he'll go to maybe 75, 80, and then push to 90, and then he's ready for opening day. Yeah, and I don't think – I mean, we have the schedule where, like, we're going to need a fifth starter early, which we normally don't. Like, normally, we've got a day off. Normally, it's like we play on Thursday, we're off Friday, then, like, we're off Monday, too. Yeah. But now we're not off again until Thursday, and so we do get into, like – Five game stretches, six game stretches. We're going to need the five man rotation too. So that's another thing that I feel like is a little different this year. That like, right. I feel like the, the fifth starter, where it was like, fifth starter doesn't matter until like the third week of the season. We just bring in an extra reliever. We'll carry Jay Bruce, whatever it may be. Not this year. I think like this year we come out of the gate with like, this is, this is who we've got to try to win a world series. Yeah, and I kind of like that because I used to hate in the past how they it felt like they'd only play like 18 games in April. And I'd be like, why do we have all of our off days in the beginning and then they play 38 days in a row in like July and August? Like that never made sense to me. Yeah. So I think it's a big thing coming off of um, like the NBA has a big push for like minute restrictions and resting players. And it's not the same in any other sport than is with baseball because in the other sports it's like – you know, I, uh, I, I spent a week's salary to get Lakers tickets when they come to play the Sixers. I'm right. not seeing LeBron versus it's like, Aaron Judge will be here all month. You know, right. or, like the series are forever. Yeah. And on the topic of the schedule, just, just looking at it, what I've noticed is there's a bunch of Friday off days this year. The first weekend, there's a Friday off day. The weekend that the Yankees are here in Philly, they play that Saturday and Sunday, but they're off the Friday before. And I think there's like, three, four, five of those instances. So I know they've kind of changed the schedule a bit. It's going to be weird having Friday off days because Friday's a day that I always pencil in 7 o'clock. I always pencil in a good buzz. <laughs> yeah. The, the Phillies emailed out. They're like, here's our sweet packages for the first 19 games. And I just wrote back, but I want the games that matter. Like, <laughs> like we need, I need Yankees. Give me some Yankees information. They do not are they have still, it. Yet. Are they still doing, you gotta buy Pirates and Marlins tickets if you want the Yankees suite? They don't even have that yet. Like, they're, they're not even to that point. Like, so right now, like, based on the information that I got in the, like, I got in an email, they're just like, Six person suites. Like you have six people to a suite. They're not like, yo, you can get 16 people in there, but like the prices are fair. It's like for like their lower ish suites. It's like six tickets with, there's like food, you know, not over the top food, but like ballpark food. And it's like a thousand dollars for like six tickets, which I mean, isn't terrible for a suite in a pandemic. It's under 200 bucks a ticket, right? Yeah. That's less than the 200 level at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. It's a bargain. Yeah. It's a steal. It's a steal. I'm thinking about going to some games. Um, yeah. So I'm still trying to get those. We still don't have opening day tickets. We're the last team. Us and the Mets are the only ones that haven't announced, right? I feel the Phillies announced it a month ago. Yeah. What are we doing? Cuomo's too busy. You know, he's got some extracurricular activities that Hand, Handsy Andy up there in Albany <laughs> making Mike Izawa just fucking cover him nonstop. That's not even how you say Mike's name, probably. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go to like real baseball games. I just need tickets to be available. I, I see like on StubHub, the Yankees, I looked up and it was like, you know, $400 is the like cheapest ticket. And I just feel like I have better connections than to have to pay that. Off you don't of, even know what seats those are, or if they'll even be the seats that are available. And yeah, anybody that's giving the Yankees money right now is getting is getting ripped off. Yeah, or like you know through StubHub, like you get section two seventeen is the cheapest ticket for, and that is 
pretty much you're looking down the third baseline um, from behind the Yankees dugout, and that's $550 for one ticket. There's only one ticket available. <laughs> like, <laughs> then you add the fees, and it's I, I thought about buying season tickets this year. I thought about just saying, fuck it. I can make it up in the – I can make up the money in the first month of the season. So you would have gotten – you would have gotten all 81? I thought about buying all 81. Wow, man. Should, that's a commitment. So I could guarantee that I would be at opening day. But then I was like, can I – will I be able to sell the rest of them if you don't sell opening day? Like it's – opening day is one of those ones. If you buy tickets to sell tickets, you sell opening day. Oh, so. yeah. You have to. And and the Yankee Yankees tickets are so weird. I mean a Saturday night against Houston or Boston, you know, you're paying out the ass. But a Monday Monday night in April against the Orioles, you really can't even give those away. Those are like eight bucks. MasterCard Mondays, five bucks. Yeah, right. MasterCard Mondays, man. Yeah, so it, the the tickets have been weird, but you know, during the game today, a uh, little bit of a tinker. Obviously, Cole was pitching. We had a new shortstop. His name was Gio Urshela, and I'll say this: any scenario that Aaron Boone and Cashman and Co. come up with that that involves Tyler Wade not being the backup shortstop is cool with me. So I know Gio's not a natural shortstop. I think he's played it maybe two or three games in his career, but he's smooth. He's got a great arm. He's got good hands. Obviously, he's not going to be the rangiest shortstop, but anything that doesn't involve Wade, I'm game for. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we all get a little lost on when we talk about, you know, Tyler Wade and Tyler Wade frustrations is he's a backup. Like, it's very easy for us to, like, you know, to to lose sight of that, that, like, he's a backup, he's a backup. If we think positively, he never plays. He just comes in for defense. It's tough to have a backup middle infielder that hits. There there aren't many, if any, of them out there. But it sounds like, you know, we're thinking about the long run of this season and if – whether it's – Glaber goes down and it's a week and it's like, well, if he's down for a week and we can, you know, he, let's say he misses 10 games and we can have five of those games where Tyler Wade's not actually in the lineup. I mean, I'll take it. You don't need gold glove range every game if you're just trying to fill a, like a 10 day gap. Yeah, and do you think this opens the door for Dietrich at all to be, I don't know, at the alternate site and let's say Glaber goes down, you go Geo to, Geo to short and then Dietrich at third? Or how do you see that playing out if they're actually going to do this? Yeah, so if you don't, I mean, I feel like we've heard nothing from Estrada this year. Like he, you know, it is, and that might be what it is, is I don't know what conversations they've, you know, had with Dietrich. Um, I don't know if he has an opt out. Like I know Bruce has an opt out coming up in a week. So you don't know what the conversations are that they're having where essentially, you know, six days before the season starts, like we have to tell Jay Bruce, you're on the rock. Like you're making a team or you're not. And Dietrich's agent may be like seeing, Hey, what else does he have out there? I don't know who his agent is. I don't think it's Rachel Luba. I know he's close with, um, Bauer, but okay. I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's Luba yet. Um, to see like, hey, you know, they might be shopping him around already of like, hey, can he latch on somewhere? But I don't think he's had like, you know, light the world up numbers to say like, well, if, you know, if you don't take us, someone else will. Yeah, the infield, a lot of it's up in the air. And obviously a big part of this is Andujar on Monday had to go see a hand and wrist specialist. Uh, he was complaining, classic Yankees injury. He started feeling it in winter ball. Didn't do anything about it. And then three, four months later, up, oh, it's, you know, the injury's still here. Shocker. So you got to figure he's going to be shut down for a while. That takes him out of the equation. And was he in the, point, was he in the equation? I think he was as an alternate site guy that if Geo or Glaber went down, he would have been playing every day. Well, alternate site is just AAA. And I don't think Andujar is playing every day. If you don't Gio think if Geo went down, he would be playing third. No, that's pretty that, much every day. No, that's, that's, Probably Dietrich. Or maybe DJ with Dietrich playing second. I don't think that based on, like, I don't know, and Duhar, and Duhar had a good season two years ago. Like, that's the reality of the situation. 
Oh, yeah, and he can only really do one thing. It's hit. He can't really field. He can't run. He doesn't walk. He, he does one thing. But his bat-to-ball skills are awesome. And on a team with, uh, obviously, a lot of strikeouts and a lot of swings and misses, it's nice to have him. But you're right. I mean, last year, DJ was on the IL. Glaber was on the IL. Gio was on the IL. All for points. And he didn't play at all. So I mean, that, that kind of tells you what they think of him. I mean, Miguel and Duhar's not even showing up on the Yankee stats for spring training. It, oh, he's on page two. That's not where you want to be. Let me tell and you. They that. haven't taken many pictures of him. That's how you know. I mean, oh, they, has he played in a game? Oh yeah, he has. Yeah, he's been one thirty-three. Hey, he's played six games, fifteen at bats. Yeah, I mean, he's not exactly lighting the world on fire. But I mean, Derek Dietrich's batting oh sixty-seven. I know there's a couple people out there who are like, yeah, you know, batting average to judge a player. You got to judge him by how the, the speed he ties his shoes and how fast he's out of the box. That, dude, did you see in the Bronx pinstripe chat yesterday when, uh, Stanton hit that line drive 120 miles an hour and the nerds went nuts and were like, Oh my God, that's got to be 150 miles an hour. And someone was like, it was 120 miles an hour expected on expected batting average, 834. Oh, really? Does that not factor in that it was hit right at a fucking guy? <laughs> like, right, landed in somebody's gloves, so yeah. we don't get any runs for it. So yeah. it was zero. So the answer was zero. <laughs> I hate that, and I hate the walk. The walk is as good of a hit, people. It's not. You can't score from second on a walk. You can't go from first to third on a walk. It doesn't put any pressure on the defense. Like If you've played baseball at any level, you know that a hit is better than a walk. I hate that's the one I hate the most. And that's what Hicks Hicks defenders use. They, he gets on base, you know, a 380 clip. Well, he only hit 210. Yeah. He gets on base, and that's great. If there's a runner on second, great. Now we've set up the double play. <laughs> great. Our, hit the ball. Our three-hole hitter set up the double play. Sweet. Awesome. And you look at the teams to win. Look, in 2018, the Red Sox, I'm pretty sure Mookie hit like 360. J.D. Martinez hit 350. That's why they won the World Series. You got to hit the ball. The Dodgers hit the shit out of the ball last year. The Rays put a lot of contact on the ball. So you still have to hit the ball. I hate the That's how the Royals beat the Mets in the World Series. Contact. That yeah. was their thing. Contact. They contacted the Mets to death. Yeah. Um, one guy that's hard to make contact against is Aroldis Chapman. And he has a new pitch, and it is nasty. It's a split change. Have you have you watched it? Have you seen it? Oh, it's yeah. filthy. Yeah. Dude, it's filthy. He used it two or three times in a game last year, and everyone was like, oh, you know, he's tinkering with it. It seems like he's ready to rock this regularly. And at 33, he's been in the league 12 years. You got to adapt, baby. I love it. Yeah. Um, I tend to be one of those guys when it comes to especially baseball of like – I'm a kiss guy. Keep it simple, stupid. Listen, you're fucking Aaron Judge. You mash home runs. That's what you do. Stanton, you mash home runs. We need more Cecil Fielders, just fat asses mashing. If you throw hard, throw fucking hard. But when you're 33 and you've been doing it for a long time, I accept you have to do something a little different. I appreciate he took the time to work on it. I, like, I didn't love last year when he was working on it in Major League Games. In September. I like, yeah, like, take the <laughs> off season, smoke a pack of Mar breads every day, and work on that split change. And it's nasty, and it's like, it's funny when it catches the announcers off guard. Like, that's what I see the clips were like, wait, was, was that? I think it was Ruka was like, wait, was that it? Did we just see that? Yeah, on yeah. like a nasty swing and a miss. The reason I love it is, look, he's a guy that used to top out 105, 106. He knows he can't do that anymore, and he wants to remain dominant. He still wants to be a top three closer, and this is what you have to do. I don't think people realize how hard it, how hard it is to be in the league for 12 years, to be 33 years old, and just teach yourself a new pitch that looks fucking fantastic by all accounts. People also – you know, forget one thing I was thinking about with, with Chapman, because it's like, you've got to, you know, you've got to reinvent yourself to, you know, stay competitive. Da, da, da. Also to not get booed off the mound in the Bronx. Like you don't want to get that. And I was thinking how smart it is that he just gives up home runs to end the season. So like, we don't have a chance to boo him. It's just like, ah, it's months later. We're like, we forget. We're just happy you're here now. And it's always on the road. He's another guy, though, that I think gets a lot. He gets way too much criticism. You know, he, he's got the two homers that he's let up. Everybody knows Al, Altuve and Brazo or Brazo. But he's got a 1.71 ERA in the playoffs as a Yankee. Like, he's been pretty fucking good in the playoffs. And they blew game seven of a World Series. 
They won. also he got the win. I'm pretty sure in that game. I don't believe blew he the got save. The win. I think he blew the save. Yeah, it doesn't matter. In the win. I mean, you blow the fucking that game seven us. World that Series for the Cubs. Us. I'm just saying. In the big, hey, you get in the big moment, you piss down your leg. Maybe we don't, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, look, we got things to worry about. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, no, I mean, I like that he's – him doing this. Like, I don't th- – he's going to eventually fucking hang one of these and someone's going to hit it to the moon. But that yeah. habit – every pitcher is going to do that. And he may get into a rut where he fucking hangs three of them. But, hey, we'll move on. He'll work on it. He's a professional. Cole's in charge now. Cole, Cole, Cole. I put everything That's on Cole. Whole, I'm just going to put a Cole sign behind you. I Cole like is just leading everyone. He's a mentor. He's an inspiration. I'm putting all my eggs in the Cole basket. <laughs> all my friends who none of them are Yankee fans that live around here, I, I, I can't imagine how sick they are of hearing me just constantly talking about Garrett Cole. I'm like, did you know that he turned down a million dollars from the Yankees and went back to college and bet on himself and then he was the number one pick? Like it's, <laughs> so they're like, we it's don't like, care. It's like you're selling them on a shitty investment. Yeah. <laughs> you just take the pill and it burns the fat for you. You don't even it's have to work thing. out. Yeah. You sell it at Exxon. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I had Duhar's injury. I don't really give a shit. It's like Higgy. Like, who gives a shit? You know, I mean, yeah. now we do have a bit of a situation because if Higgy is – it's his side, which as Yankee fans, we automatically think oblique, um, which will put you out for two weeks to three years. And, like, we don't really have well, – who else do we have? Rob Brantley? Like we right, because Torino's fucked up his wrist and he's hurt too. So now our two backups and it's are like pretty fractured. Much like Torino's is fractured. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's basically gone. Yeah, I don't point. think. Yeah, I don't think he's on the Yankees anymore. Like I think he's just a thing we don't think about anymore. Who's that old guy we had last year? Kratz. He's a coach, I think, with someone else. Yeah. People were Eric obsessed Kratz. with him. I, I thought it was cool, but people were people loved that guy. I like that he was just like, yo, I'm an old white guy and like my best friend is this guy who's Pedro Martinez pretty much. 21 year old Dominican kid. Yeah, yeah. That was quite the, uh, odd pairing. I mean, he had like a good story behind it too where he was just like, yeah, you know, I had been, you know, whatever. I've been playing baseball for forever with these fucking young Spanish guys. And now, especially last year with, um, you know, uh, social, change and things like that and he was hmm. like yeah i realized that you know i could do more i could give more back which is nice um i don't think he's a coach i don't think it's a coaching deal anywhere he's listed as a former catcher normally That's it? i could have sworn he got a coaching job i can't I believe I he that. doesn't have a coaching job you know like just from like a pot you know yeah positive attitude Nice guy to have in the dugout, dip in and, and eating seeds. I could have sworn there was buzz that he was going to be a coach for us. Not that the news ever broke, but I feel like at the end of last season, you know, players were talking about, yeah, he's going to be a good coach. Maybe it'll be here. I feel like I remember hearing I that. could see him as like a roaming instructor. You know, like one of those guys who just like, boom, I'm in double A, I'm in triple A, I'm at, you know, I'm at the minor league facility. You need me to come up? Cause like how much at this point, how much is he offering a major league baseball player? You know, like, be like, well, actually, we were just both here last year and I much better than you. <laughs> right. You know, like, you kind of have to cut those, like, coaching chops. It was the thing, you know, even when you look at, like, when we got Girardi, it was like, well, oh, now you're going to coach Derek Jeter. You guys used to play together and he was always better than you. And now you can tell him what to do. You can tell A-Rod what to do. All right. Good luck. Good luck with that. And I one. think that was awkward a little bit in the beginning because Jeter always called Joe Torrey Mr. Torrey. Yeah. And he and then he just started calling Girardi Joe. And it's like, oh, everybody noticed that right away. Oh uh, yeah, I used to see your dick in the shower. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Uh you weren't that good. But yeah, injury wise, it's like a couple of backups, couple of not really non factors that have been injured, but other than that, it's really just been Britain. I don't really count Clark Schmidt either. Like these fringe Alternate yeah. site guys doesn't count. We we have had one injury and it's been Britain in my mind. Listen, you are giving these guys too much credit. Call them alternate site guys. They're minor league baseball players. <laughs> all right, they're minor league baseball players. They are AAA. They live in Scranton, Pennsylvania, hoping to find their fucking Pam. That's what these guys are. My the, brain's still in 2020. There was no minor leagues the last T- year. That's T- what I think of them as. The THC's kicking in. 
Interesting last note on Eric Kratz's Wikipedia. On November 6, 2020, Kratz announced his retirement in a video posted to Google and his Twitter account. How do you post a video to Google? No idea. Well, there used to be the Google Hangouts or Google Google rooms, Wave, Google Chats. I don't know. Google Wave, man. Uh, do you remember Google, Google Plus was supposed to be like the next Facebook? I remember. Well, before that, it was Google Wave. I'm old enough to remember all the times Google failed at trying to become social media. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember that one. I I do know that you want to talk about a certain player on the Yankees. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just fucking. Well, first of all, can we get a quick – this is unplanned. Can we get a quick green season update? Like what's been going on in green season this week? Anything? Oh, it's been a big week. Yeah, went to a uh, – so got the green milk last week. It's essentially – Yo, let's talk about that. You posted that. That's fucking disgusting. Oh, no. They sell great. mint milk. It's like a melted shamrock shake. It's delicious. Oh, so wait. You went into a store in America. Not – I'm not talking Azerbaijan – I'm not talking Iraq. I'm talking an American store and they sell – maybe Canada, but you're talking – they sell milk that is mint flavored? The Target. Yeah, the Target right here. Oh, Next man. Next to the Whole Foods has it. Oh. Delicious. So you went to the – You were you just like in Target? Uh, I was not there. Jamie was there and then sent me a picture of it and was like, do you want me to get this? And I was like, fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. You probably have the same reaction if someone's girl like sends them a picture in lingerie and it's like, "Do you want this?" <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Give me that season. Give me that mint, mint milk. Listen, uh, does Jamie listen to the show? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say maybe some green lingerie next year. Maybe <laughs> for next year. Next green season, yeah. Probably. Wait, when are you when are you getting season. married? April of 2023. Damn! So another another whole green season is gonna come. Oh yeah, and that'll, be, and that'll be right before. Yeah, it's next April. Damn! Another full green season. Your last. It's getting single to the point season. where like I see my friends every weekend. They're like, "You're wearing the same outfit again." But I can't resist, man. The hat. The hat is awesome. It's so I'm, great. I meant it. to. I was gonna wear a green shirt for this. I for the podcast. I just lost track of time. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I noticed. Got, I got the three quarters going. Yeah, yeah, you look like a fucking little leaguer. You've got like the three quarter <laughs> little league, like I love green. These shirts, dude. Yeah, like the back, it probably says like uh, like Rick's Auto Repair. <laughs> You're like a green bad news bear right now. So you, so she was like, "Hey, I saw this vomit in a container," and you were like, "Bring that shit home, babe." <laughs> yeah, it was just a picture. Do you ha- want this? Have you yes, have? So that was like a half a gallon. Of yeah, half gallon. Mint. I'm about halfway through it. You okay. can't drink a lot at a time. Yet, I don't you know? know. I can't drink any at a time. <laughs> I would never. So I have that, but I also have these green special St. Patrick's Day Lucky Charms. Now, when you pour the milk into these special Lucky Charms, the milk turns green. But you got it. That's separate than the actual green milk. If you can hang with me. <laughs> if you can hang with me. <laughs> Do you think I got lost in the... <laughs> If you pour there's multiple milk kinds of green milk. Time. There's green milk that comes green in the container, and then there's regular milk that turns green in these special edition Lucky Charms that you can only get in March. In my box. life, there is one kind of green milk. Fuck, this has been in the back of the fridge for a really long time. We got to throw this out. <laughs> this is expired. And I drink. I only buy organic milk. So it would take like two years for it to be that bad. <laughs> Sounds like we got to test it out. So wait, do you – well, we only drink organic milk here because if you give your kid like regular milk, like she'll she'll get breasts at like seven uh, years old. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want her to ever get them. I'm still on the fence if we're going to teach her how to read. I've written a lot <laughs> of stuff on the internet. Um. So wait. Now let me ask about this Lucky Charms. This is the yeah. best Yankees podcast in the world. Uh, so – are you a regular, like, Lucky Charms eater, or are you just like, fuck it, I'm getting this shit, because it's great? I love all sugar cereals. Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Puffs. Uh, yeah, I love all that shit. So you regularly are eating those? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. I always have at least one sugar cereal. Now, that could be Oreo O's, that could be Cookie Crisp, could be Fruity Pebbles, could be Cocoa Pebbles. Right now, obviously, green season, we got green Lucky Charms. Now, is this, is that new? Is the Lucky Charm, is the green Lucky Charms new, or is this thing you look for throughout the year? Like, fuck it. Oh no, it comes out every March. Yeah, so every March you're like, I can't wait. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, I'm not judging on the sugar syrup. Like you're in shape. I'm overweight. Um, 
I did go on the last like cereal. I mean, aside from like my daughter likes to put uh, like Cheerios in my mouth because um, she shares is um, sometimes she likes to put it like on the edge of her mouth, then jam it in my mouth, which is an extra treat. Um, I went on a good rip of uh, a Cinnabon cereal. Oh, that's good. I've had that. Yeah, I, that's a good There was a point in time when I was – I probably weighed about 300 pounds. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just – I'm eating too much crap. So what I'm going to do when I'm high now is eat like two bowls of fucking cereal, Cinnabon cereal. Really fuck that up. <laughs> two good. bowls – yeah, two bowls is too much. When you're eating cereal at night, sugar cereal, it's got to be one bowl. I love that you just – sugar cereal. It's a whole category of sugar cereal. I love it. It is. Yeah, so I never stop eating that. Started as a kid and I just never – it's something I never outgrew, I guess. You know what it was? Like I, I grew up poor, so we just had like America's Choice. I never got like the real brands, so I was just like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, there like wasn't the enough sugar. Circles. Yeah, yeah. Cocoa balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, magic charms. <laughs> like shit like that. Yeah, no, we weren't, we weren't balling. Um, all right, so mint milk, green milk, lucky charms. Listen, you gotta hit the people on the George's Box Twitter tomorrow when you have your, like, if we could get, I don't know if there, it's just you do a picture or if like there's a process you can see in a video in enough time of like it turning green. You gotta give this to the people. They need okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. It. We, I, minimum I can do a picture. That's easy. So you're a, um, so you're a dad guy. You're a Yankee dad guy. You're Glaber's dad. You're trying to get in with him. So like, th- I mean, you've done this one time. And so like that's, you know. And it worked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, hey, you go home with someone at night and you do a thing. That's your thing to them. So you're a dad guy to me. Um, <laughs> Cole was talking about how, you know, Cole grew up a Yankee fan. He's got the sign today, tomorrow, forever, whatever. Um, that would actually be the real, like, New York slogan. Today, tomorrow, forever, whatever. Um, <laughs> he was talking about, you know, his dad, obviously, Yankee fan, your son, reaches the pinnacle, becomes the best pitcher in baseball, signs this huge contract. With the Yankees, and for a year you don't get to see him pitch because of the pandemic. So he was talking about how his dad was just like, "Yeah, man, like I'm coming, I'm coming." He was telling him, like, "I'm coming to opening day. I don't care if I got to stand outside at the gate and like try to get a peek or whatever." And he's just like, "To a certain like, Dad, I'm Garrett Cole. Like, I'm the ace of the Yankees. I could probably get you in. Like, you know, they've got fans. Like, I can get you in there. They'll let them in. You'll be in there." And I just feel like this is that's. Where you need to go to. You need to find Cole's dad and become boys with him. Garrett Cole's dad sounds like the kind of guy that would love to bring his own TV to a bachelor party or some kind of weekend. Like if I told 100 people, you know, I brought this TV to watch the Yankees at a bachelor party. 99 people are like, you're fucking crazy. But Garrett Cole's dad's like, well, that's a great move. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He strikes me also as probably – I mean I know nothing about the man besides this clip and like stories I've heard about Cole. He might try to talk to you about Jesus a little bit. I feel like um, – Cole's pretty religious, right? Yeah. That's okay. my understanding from people who know him outside. Are his parents doctors? I don't know. OK. Oh, now – see, now I got fucking – I feel like up. they're like maybe like professor – like not like medical doctors, but they're like one of the other kinds of doctors. Like they have PhDs in something. I don't know why I think that. So I, I told you this off air. I have to have uh, shoulder surgery. In the next, yes. like, probably like three weeks, I tore my, uh, I tore my rotator cuff maybe recently, maybe a long time ago. And, uh, the connection between my bicep and my shoulder is apparently just missing. She's not there. So, um, and the, when they were like telling me the results, whatever, and I'm like, all right, so it seems like we know what to do. And the doctor goes, well, listen, I'm not a life saving doctor, which is not the first thing you want a doctor to say to you <laughs> no. ever. But especially when you're talking about booking a surgery, he goes, I'm a comfort doctor. So gotta you know, we have to make you comfortable in life, but like you could live with a torn rotator cuff and like you'd be fine. And so that's why I just when you're like, you know, not medical doctors. They're just like some kind of doctors. Like my mother in law is a doctor, but not a medical doctor, like an educator. Um right. uh, Irish Italian descent, respectively, one sister. They both attended UCLA. There's not much in there about his parents. Wait, is this, is his sister the one married to Brandon Crawford? 
Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I believe that was yes. Okay. Ooh, it's I, either that or his wife. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Oh no, no, he's married to Crawford. To Brandon sister. Crawford's sister. Okay, he's married yeah, to Amy Crawford. Like yeah, former okay. UCLA softball player. Brandon Crawford's a long hair. You got to cut that hair, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a homeless guy. They reside in Greenwich, Connecticut during the season and Newport Beach, California during the offseason. Tough life, Garrett. <laughs> what a fucking – You knew they were going to live in Greenwich as soon as he signed with the Yankees. There was not going to be any Long Island. There was going to be no North Jersey, no Westchester. They were moving right to Greenwich. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much like Cashman. Hey, where do you live? <laughs> right I think here. he lives in Boone's neighborhood. Yeah, like they all live like right – like right over there, right in Greenwich, which yeah, is nice. Playing catch, playing yeah. catch during the pandemic. It's very heartwarming. Yeah, so I'd like you to track down his dad and become friends with him. All right, because I make feel that like a goal. I feel like that'll work out better for me. Although, I mean, I would enjoy hanging out with Glaber's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So here is what I teased at the beginning of the show. Here's the thing I want to talk about. It's controversial. It's going to be a hot take. Hot, hot take. The Yes Network is trash. As a whole. As a whole, I don't think there is any bigger wasted potential in sports. And I'm talking Kwame Brown. (laughs) No bigger waste of potential in sports than the Yes Network. I think – so when I say like Yes Network, is your your immediate like feeling – is probably something nice and warm, right? Yeah, just think of the music and the games. Yeah, yeah, because it's the Yankees. Because they, because that's where the Yankees are. It's kind of like I almost said something that probably would have got me in trouble with my wife to make an analogy, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> and she's going to ask me tomorrow, like, what was that? And be like, I don't remember. I was yeah. drinking. I have no idea. Um, it's well, listen. When it comes to the Yes Network, they have access to everything. The New York Yankees, the most celebrated franchise in all of professional sports, has ever done. Ever. You want to talk about – they have access to warm-ups. They have access to practices. They have everything. They recently rolled out their new app. Last week, the app, and I don't know if they were paying people to tweet about it, but I was seeing a lot of people who are like low-level influencers, you know, kind of like where maybe we are, who were like, oh, my God, this app, this is going to be great. The app is trash. Maybe the app is better than the Fox Sports app that you use because that wasn't great. But the Yes Network app that they rolled out that everyone was just like, I don't know, how do I suck your dick from the back, Yes Network? You need to live in New York, Connecticut, or North Jersey. You need to have a cable subscription that has a Yes Network, and then you can access the Yes Network games and stuff on this app. So where are you going to do that? At the beach? You're at the beach, right? Anywhere – like if you're at a bar in any of the places I said, there's a TV. They'll put that game on. Maybe not sound, but what are you going to do? You'll be a weirdo with one fucking AirPod in? Get out of here. No one gets laid like that. Then like – and so everyone's just bending over to do it. And I just started thinking about like the Yes Network is trash. So let's look at today. Today is March 16th. Here is what the Yes TV schedule is. They're replaying last night's net game at 2 a.m. Forbes Sports Money at 5 a.m. Fine. Boxing. Okay. At 530 in the morning. 6 a.m. We're going to replay that Nets game. Again. Again. Okay. So 9 a.m. Time, basically. Yeah. 9 a.m. Yesterday's Yankee game. Noon. Let's run that net game back one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. The Michael K. shows at 3 o'clock, which is just ESPN with you've got a couple cameras and maybe a producer. And that's a ra- That's just a radio show. That's a that's, radio show. Yeah. With I could produce that show from fucking here. You know? Great. Yeah. So, boom. Camera one, camera two. Camera, like, what are we doing here? Then tonight, Manchester City soccer 
And this is a game that is three days old from the weekend. <laughs> at 7 o'clock at night, that's what we're showing. And that's the prime slot. Yes. Then in at 10 o'clock, they're showing Yankees Classics, game one of the 20 – uh, of the 1998 World Series against the Padres. But they're calling it Yankees Classic 16 because they first were like, hey, we should throw this bag of shit on TV five years ago. What I'm saying is John Filippelli, and I met his son. I flew next to his son to London. Fucking nice guy. Saw me. We were in security and he was like, hey, you're JJ. And I was like – Fuck yeah, man. Who are you? What's your name? He was like, John Filippelli. I was like, like, he was like, yeah, it's my dad. I was like, oh shit, is he sitting with you? He was like, no, he's in first class. He runs the Yes Network. I'll be back <laughs> here with you. Um, they just, they have no concept of how to grow the fan base, how to make it accessible. These TV contracts that they have with, you know, oh, with, oh, we're going to fight fucking Cablevision, we're gonna fight Fios. I remember it was a couple of years ago, like they took out ads all over um the Port Authority and uh Penn Station. I'm just like, call your local cable provider and tell them you need Michael K in your ear. <laughs> Stop fucking signing those contracts. Take all of this shit. John Filippelli was a main producer for the WWF in the early nineties. Was like a rock star there. Left to go do the Yes Network. Build the Yankees Network app. You take all the content that there is available, right? And you put it behind a fucking paywall app. You take all of the live games. So now, yes, it's not included that you get your dollar eighty from every fucking FIO subscriber in the New York area. But the millions of Yankee fans who live in California, the zillions of them who aren't wearing masks in Florida, and everyone sprinkled around the world can now pay you. I mean, if I said, listen, Nick, it's an annual subscription, all right? So you're committed the whole year. You can't just do it in the season. It's a full year. It is $5 a month. Do you even blink an eye? Right. You ready for my credit card number? Yeah. Like – You'll read it out on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, now, yeah. If you have a live, like, you know, kind of a live stream of just like a cable network, this is how the WWE network works. They just sold to Peacock, though. You've got a channel that's showing stuff, and you can throw in all this crap that you have, whatever you want. But then you also give people the ability to watch previous games the same way the MLB TV thing does. You could pick former games. You can make collections of games to be like, oh, Yankees World Series clinching games. That's it. You just get here's the clinching game. And here's just a playlist of them. You can get all that. Oh, man. Now you're right? getting the juices flowing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I can feel how hard your nipples are through the webcam. <laughs> and then we have – all right. So we've got David Cohn, Paul O'Neill, Michael K. these guys who are like kind of rotating in throughout, you know, doing the stuff. But we've got guys on like yes.com, like Matt Stucco. Matt Stucco's been sitting home this fucking pandemic, just trying to like start a podcast. He's opening cards, doing whatever. This guy's been with the Yes Network for fucking forever. He got like a trial show that I don't know if it's like, what are the ratings on a Yes Network if it's not a game? Like if you get six people, you're a successful show if it's not a live game. <laughs> so why not let the people like him other talented people, I mean, Bronx Pinstripes used to have a partnership with them, produce their own content. You pay them a small amount to produce content for this. You can get the most diehard Yankee fans. The production costs are very low because the barrier to entry is very low. And all you're doing is investing in yourself to build this platform, which John Filippelli can just call Vince McMahon and say, hey – the like base software, the structure, how can we buy that? How can we lease that? Because there's so many connections between, yes, Filippelli was there. Kevin Sullivan runs yes.com, used to run WWE.com, still writes books for them about like The Undertaker, actually writes 
in like the 2K, WWE 2K, writes the shit the play, the characters say. These guys all know each other. They're down the block from each other. Do me a favor, Yes Network. Stop being trash and make you have the best content in the world. And you're letting Jeff Nelson do a podcast for the fucking Daily News. Just fucking put it on the goddamn Yes Network fucking network. And then you just call it Yes Network. That's it. You make an app for fucking Amazon, an app for Roku. You have a web interface. You don't have to deal with the cable companies. You don't have to spend a gazillion dollars fucking buying out the Port Authority so you can get eight guys named Tony to fucking send a letter to fucking Fios. Just fucking make it so I can watch the games, whatever I want, and I'll give you money, and everyone will. The same scenario that you just described happened to me, and I I was on Twitter, and I saw, oh, there's a Yes Network app. I'm like, oh, awesome. I went. I signed in. I even tried using my cable. I guess I I didn't realize what the deal was, and it's like – and it says, yo, you're out of range, but call your TV provider. And I was like looking – I was like, oh, can I just pay five or ten bucks a month somewhere? I was literally the exact situation you described, and I just couldn't find anything, and I I gave up. I don't know if you listened to A-Rod. A-Rod did a podcast with Big Cat like a year or two ago, and they had Gary V on, and he was like, why is there no video footage of judge getting ready in the locker room or like all that stuff from three o'clock to seven oh five like we get none of that yeah well gary v was also probably like why can't you buy aaron judge at a yard sale for three dollars and sign him and sell him for 10 million but yeah no i mean look, look at today's game we spent a gazillion dollars for garrett cole i don't even need announcers i get it like hey they have contracts whatever you could just put on here is just the camera behind the plate broadcasting the game with no analysis. I they were doing that during summer camp last year a little bit, during yeah. the July thing. They were just doing that with the practices. You, I mean, it's just such a missed opportunity to make a shit ton of money. And instead, they just play this like half-dick game of like, oh, well, the Yankees owned us. Then we kind of sold to Fox, but then ESPN kind of bought us. Now maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe we're a monopoly. Amazon has 20 games, but now it's COVID because someone ate a bat. So now we can't have any games on Amazon. And you know what? You get two-day shipping, but it's three days most of the time. Like your packages are either there in 20 minutes or a week. The fact that we're the Yankees and – all of our spring training games aren't on TV. It's just it's just absurd. And for a Cole game, like I understand, all right, maybe the road games where nobody plays, you want to use that as a cop out fine. But this was a Cole game. Come on, no game should be on TV. They should all be on an app, except for like yeah. Then you sell a couple games to like ESPN. Yeah. While we're on this whole complaining about apps and channels and stuff, MLB TV also sucks. They black out the Orioles games half the time for me and Philly because I guess they think I live too close to Baltimore. So that takes away I don't know, whatever it is, 18 games a year. And as soon as the game ends, they cut it off. So you can't watch any post-game coverage. Like, they'll be doing the interview with Glaber after he hits a home run. They're coming over with the Gatorade and they cut it off. I mean, how much money are you making advertising some, like, I haven't even seen it, but, like, some 50-year-old guy was like, oh, I had a slap tear in my arm. They said I'd never play again, and now I'm throwing. And it's like, what to who? To what are we talking about? Fuck you, Montefiore. Like, you can get global, like, you can get national ads. Yeah. No, Dude, it's, it's horrible. I was clicking through the Yes Network schedule. So tomorrow on the 17th, the day you're listening to this, I guess in prime time, the Nets play the Pacers, right? The next day at starting at midnight on Thursday, they're playing that game back to back four times. You will, Jeez. you can watch that game from midnight till noon. You can't give me 30 minutes of Matt Stucco fucking opening cards or talking to someone in the dugout from six years ago that's way more interesting. Yeah, interview somebody. Give fucking Meredith the show. What does she do? What does she do? What she gets does asked she do? the first question at every press conference. Have you ever noticed that? She yeah. always gets the first question. But, like, that's a person who has me blocked on Twitter but, like, <laughs> could do so much more if you just fucking cut the ra- – like – you know, let them go. Yeah, let it them- makes no sense. And the replaying the games really makes no sense because any psycho that does want to watch three Nets games in a row, like DVR, and you watch it on your own time. But why do you need to televise it live for eight hours in a row? Makes That's no just sense. dead air. There's yeah. no one like no one. A guy with a fucking 
who has for some reason a TV at his job that's working an overnight like security that can, is not watching that because there's anything else on. I want to yeah. watch Chaz Palminteri center stage on demand. It should be available. You just make a center stage playlist. Dude, yeah, these are good. The the clinching games playlist. You could have a game one playlist or a Pettit wins playlist. Like now, I'm just imagining the scenarios. Yeah. Yes, yes. Every win of Mike Mussina's twenty. Mike Mussina's twenty wins. Or a milestone one. This was Rivera's six hundred save. Jeter's three thousand hit, and that's all. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then right before, like before Jeter goes in the Hall of Fame. There we go. Boom. Jeter's like top games. Like you just make a playlist. Like you make it's all there that you can just search on your own. But you make these playlists, and people are like, "Oh shit!" And then it gives you an excuse to fucking email all of your subscribers to be like, "Oh, Jeter's coming." Like I've had the WWE Network since it came out in February 2014. I've paid them ten dollars a month every month since. Oh then. wow, that's kind of a lot. What do you you just get to watch live wrestling matches? You get uh, you get every pay per view. Ever that has ever happened, um, uh, and then you get every pay per view like as it's happening. So like WrestleMania used to be like a seventy five dollar pay per view. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, ten dollars a month. Then yeah. they also make original content. Like they just started giving the wrestlers shows. Hey, yeah, you're already work here. Yeah, you want to fucking do a show? You want to interview some people? Good. If it if no one likes it, then we'll just stop and you'll just only wrestle. Like there's a lot and. There's just so much overlay between those two organizations that I'm just like, how do we not get there? Like Lou DiPietro went from Yes.com to WWE. He's now with the fan because he got caught in the um, pandemic layoffs. Yeah. But like he was doing – he was running – he was doing um, how they like categorize stuff on the network. He was big in, in the network. And I was just like, yo, you should just have like rivalries. Like, you know, hey, you ended up whatever, the rock and stone cold at WrestleMania 17. How did we get there? Like where I don't have to watch seven Raws, just give me those fucking clips. And they've started to do stuff like that. Not because I said that, but just in general. And it's like, oh, great. I could see, you know, all that stuff. And there's just so much opportunity with the Yankees to just hire low-level people to piece this shit together. And then just like, hey, Sterling, come in here, give us a voiceover and some stuff. Also, did you see John Sterling and Michael K, uh, they, they call the game together? Yep, they did one and they have one more. We've been concerned for a while, but John Sterling's showing up with like band-aids on his head. That is old man, like on your way out. Like I got very concerned when I saw that. Like no one, you don't ever see someone who's over 70 with a bandage on their head then five years later. You don't see them. They're not her. Yeah, I would probably think this is, I would wouldn't shock me if this was his last season. No, no, I mean I'm talking on Earth. <laughs> you start getting <laughs> head wounds, it's not good. He's he's like because he's eighty, he's over eighty, he's right, eighty one, eighty two. Yeah. So what I'm saying here, I'm not trying to make fun of him because of the band aid. People are gonna be like, oh, that's fuck. I haven't listened to a game on the radio since David Wells' fucking perfect game. <laughs> um, he's eighty two. He'll be 83 this year. And I'm just saying, like, cherish this because, like, we lost Bob Shepard. You know, we uh, – you yes. know, Jeter retired. Like, for people of our age, like, we're losing our voices. No, so. Yeah, you're right. And I remember – I think it was Bob Shepard and Steinbrenner both died within, like, a week or two. I think it was, like, July 2010. <laughs> like an old – like one of those old couples where, like, yeah, he, he was yeah, 90. Exactly. He died five minutes later. They were holding hands. No, yeah, same thing. Yeah, so it's crazy that was ten years ago. But yeah, no, this could be, this could definitely be it. But yeah, the thing about the Yes Network, I feel like people are afraid to like criticize them or say anything bad about Michael K. And everyone kind of tiptoes around it. But the Yes Network came out in two thousand and two, and they haven't changed anything. They're and like, they oh, we have a new score graphic. They came out in a dispute with Cablevision. Like yes. that was the thing. Like you couldn't watch opening day. Like they started. It has been. A shit show since day one. If they didn't broadcast the Yankees, they would have gone under oh. in 15 seconds. Yeah, 19 and a half years ago. <laughs> like, it's, you don't, you don't deliver the only thing that you're supposed to deliver a lot of the time. Yeah, no, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Have you ever had MLB extra innings or have you always done MLB TV like since you've 
been in Philly. All right. So when I first came to Philly, I started hooking up with this, like, when I say hooking up, it's like you up on a flip phone text. This girl who was like from Missouri. So she was like, I'm a big like Cardinals fan. Okay. And then so like we'd hook up sometimes and then like my first two years, like the beginning of the years before I met my like now wife, it was like, oh, like baseball season's coming around. Like I gotta go hook up with her and like get that login. <laughs> and I got that login. And then I lived in New York for a while. So like I had it. Uh, there was a good stretch where, like, I lived in Philly. I was just drunk. I wasn't paying, like, I didn't even see yeah. every game. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I still had her lock-in for a while. And then she changed it. And I was like, what the fuck? You get engaged and I haven't talked to you in six years? Where do you get off? <laughs> you bitch! Yeah. Where do you get off? Fucking honor student. I outsmarted you. And then um I had a buddy who was like, hey, I'll split it with you. Because he's, like, a Yankee fan down here. Um and I was like, yeah, sure. And then I hit a point where I was like, what the fuck am I doing splitting this thing? Like, it's 90 bucks. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so what, since I moved back, I've, I've just had, I did go from, I used to have all, like, the full package to, like, I just have the Yankees. Cause I'm like, what am I, there's nothing going on in another game You're that I'm going to watch. You're never going to turn on the Diamondbacks in the I, I don't, yeah. Like, it's just never going to happen. I, Cause like, I also, I, I, I don't care, like, if they're like, oh, so the only thing that would make me change to, like, a Diamondbacks Pirates game, is dueling perfect games in the ninth inning, not even the seventh inning. It has to I be two. I thought you were going to say one perfect game, and I'd be like, yeah, that's not enough for me. No, that's not. No, 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 no. I can't. And if you watch 150 Yankee games a year, you don't want to really spend any more time in no. the summer watching somebody else. You play. can if you want to have any yeah. kind of a relationship, whether it be with a woman, a man, or just anyone in general, anyone to ever talk to you as even a friend. You can't be like, yeah, watch 150 Yankee games, and then. I catch like six Diamondback games. <laughs> you never know who we're going to run into in the playoffs. Nah. Yeah. Dude, there's YouTube. There's shows on YouTube that are interesting. There's the WWE Network. There's too much content right now. Yeah. No, a lot of, a lot of competition out there on the networks. I mean, this is, this is what you get when we're a month into spring training and fucking nothing's going on. There's nothing going on. Like I said last night, I was staring at this Google Doc. Like, what happened? I mean, I guess it's good. No major, no major injuries, but yeah, it's been, it's been quiet. It's been boring. I feel like it's not even just the Yankees. Like, there hasn't been going on much in all of baseball. I, I feel like I haven't heard anything juicy. Which is like kind of good. Yeah. You know, like, baseball's had a rough year. They handled a lot of things pretty poorly. So. Let's just, you know, let's, let's keep it calm. Let's get to opening day. Let's find some tickets. Let's get to some games. That's all. That's, I think that's all we got. Do you have anything else? Nah, I'm, I'm good, man. That was a good rant. Three more weeks. Let's I, go. I feel good getting that off my chest. You know, because like you said, like no one wants to like criticize the Yes Network, especially with what we do. Like everyone who's like a fringe, you know, and that's what we are. We're fringe media. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll get a shot. So, like, I personally, I went up to Yes Network. I interviewed with them. I sat there. I screen tested. I did a series of videos for them um, on their Facebook in, like, 2015, maybe 2016, something like that. Um, like, they brought me up there for lunch. We went to uh, Bobby Valentine's place. Bobby, yeah. Yeah, because we are in Stanford. So they took me. I went with Matt Stucco, um, Lou. And one other guy who I feel bad because I'm insulting they talk about him on the air because he's like a stat guy for them. Um, so I feel James really... Smythe? No, not him. So maybe it's not that. Not him. Um, fucking they always talk him. about him. Yeah. yeah. Um, had lunch and wet, met with Kevin Sullivan. Got in, so I got pictured of me in the studio. It was very cool. Um, and then it was just like, yeah, you're a little edgy for us. And then here's actually what happened. I was doing these videos. So they asked me. They go – can you do, it was when Jim Brewer was doing his Mets videos. They were like, can you do Jim Brewer? And I was like, I'd really prefer not to. Like, I'd prefer to not do an impression of another guy. Like, here's all these ideas I have. And they were like, well, like, kind of foot in the door. We need you to do Jim Brewer. So I started doing these videos. And then um, people were just commenting, like, what's this guy fucking doing Jim Brewer? And I was like, Kevin, look, they're all saying it. And he was like, well, yeah, no, that's a good thing. Because, like, we asked you to do Jim Brewer. People are saying you're doing Jim Brewer. Like at a certain level, you did your job. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we were set up 
Matt Stucco was going to come with cameras and we were going to do like an interview at East End, a bar on the Upper East Side that I hung out in that like I knew the owner. So we get it and we were going to do this like interview video thing to really introduce me to fans. And I was going to become like a part of the Yes Network. Wasn't a full-time job. Could lead to one after season. And then the Yankees lost like 11 games in a row or something like that. And they were like, listen, we got to cancel because like we kind of like it's coming from up on high. We can't start like we can't do feel good stuff because the Yankees are losing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that makes no sense. When you mentioned 2015, the first thing that came to my mind is like that was the dead zone. 2014, 20 – it was just retirement tours and 500 baseball and nothing, nothing interesting. Yeah, and so that's exactly what happened to me and I – yeah, so I I never got the opportunity. But at the same time, I'm not saying the things I said today because of that because it wouldn't have worked out for me professionally, personally. None of that would have worked out for me. Um, I think when we got some money, it wouldn't have been a fit. Uh, But – I just think there's so much potential, so much potential that is unlocked. And like when I look at it and just happen to know the people who are there, like you fucking all know each other. Hey, Vince, Steph, can we lease that technology? Yeah, and that's one of my favorite parts about our show. It's like because we have a following, but we don't have so much of a following that I have to like watch what I say. Like we can criticize things like this and just be open and honest about it without feeling like we're working for the man. I also can like pretty much say like no one, no one in media is going to pay me what it would take for me to like leave my other career. So, oh, and LeBron James part part of the uh, Red Sox. So yeah, now he fuck can, that. So he could eat a fucking dick. He's three years too late hopping yeah. on that bandwagon. Yeah. Well, hey, you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. We're almost there. We're almost at the season. We're, uh, we'll be excited to, uh, to see some people when it happens. And guess where we will all see you? At the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.